0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, July 31st, and we at DFS Coach Talk have some big news to celebrate from yesterday. Our own pro here, Mr. Shane Caldwell, also known as Detroit Sports Shane, uh, was one of the, the guys that tied for the Millie Maker on FanDuel. So. yeah shout out to sugar shane caldwell uh phenomenal how about that andrew and by the way this is mr andrew hansen my partner in crime and i am joe sarvati affectionately known as coach i just couldn't wait to get that out there because when you see a first out of 570,831, albeit some you know decent amount of ties very impressive
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Shane. He deserves to be mentioned first. We have to take the back seat today. Tied for first in the Millie Maker. Great start to the restart for us at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, So, yeah, I'm pumped. That's exactly what we're hoping for. Unfortunately, a lot of other folks tied with him. But, you know, hey, you can't control that. You just got to put your best lineup out there. And he did it with only 11 lineups in the the 150 max. So terrific work, Shane. I'm pumped for you. And uh, looking forward to getting back after tonight with another big slate with a lot of big prizes
0: again. I am, too, man. Yeah. Forty four dollar investment almost brings him back four grand. And uh, the the just exclusive aspect of saying he finished tied for first in a millimaker. So we're pumped. You know, we expect nothing less. And, you know, if you listen to uh, Shane, which we all listen, had to listen to Shane, you know, celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) But he he flat out said what you know he was working yesterday and on his lunch break and we talk about this all the time the process is so key and here's you know just living proof at lunchtime you know he jammed in to listen to our NBA podcast and so I think he really should split the money three ways with us yeah probably probably uh, I mean to be we'll fair shoot him a note on that one but yeah. he listened to the the podcast and then later in the day when he was done you know he jumped in discord uh, with us to to you know, make sure the lineups were good, uh, asked a few questions, and just like the pro that he is. I mean, that's how you do it. You have to be humble, work as a team, and that's how you take down the big stuff. So yeah. I'm so fired up, and now no, we get was, to go. It go was ahead.
1: perfect. I just want to add the one thing of how he, he built the the lineup after listening to the podcast, and then as you as you talk about the process, he was following the news. We were looking at, is Zion going to play? is Beverly going to play will that impact Reggie Jackson and so that was the one thing he was chatting with us about right before Locke is you know should he pivot off of Reggie Jackson decided to keep him in there and that was the key that was the uh, the winning move for him
0: yeah he was an eyelash away from from taking Jackson out and uh, you know I both of us said stick with him because even you know if Beverly plays he's still going to get a a, ch- a good chunk of time so thank goodness he he stuck with that one because with that tight of a battle last night, one single guy oh, yeah. could go from first to out of the money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy stuff. But it's uh, it, that's what we're here for, man. And I'll tell you something else, just one last premise, and we're going to dive into this uh, six-game NBA slate today because there's some other humongous contests out there today. Um, last night I was uh, had the privilege of going on uh, – a podcast uh from Australia called Draft Studs. Uh, we'll be posting that on our website and, and on uh online as well and just had a great time so I want to give a quick shout out to the draft studs guys and uh you know the, the my buddy Lewis Glover over there uh and it, it was great for us you know we're sort of like brethren now with we're rooting for draft studs to crush it over in Australia. And, and uh, same for us here in, in the U.S. So, yeah, listen in if you have a chance. It's a lot of fun, uh, good discussion about DFS, where the industry's going, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, excellent. Big shout out. All right, man. Uh, before we get rolling in this, a quick uh, shout out to our providing sponsors. That's MyBookie.ag. It is the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, and you receive 50% of your sign-up bonus all the way up to $1,000 and a free $25 free play just for being a listener to Coach Talk. And also our good friends at tvg.com. It's where the uh, entire world goes to watch and wager on horse racing. Go to tvg.com or tune in to TVG. On your cable networks, $300 risk-free bet from TVG. If you use the promo code coach talk, you can get to it by going to our DFS website. Click on the banner that says risk-free TVG $300 bet. And you're in my friend. Okay. Six games. We are really fired up. Uh, for me, as you know, for our listeners that have been out there. a while and i know andrew knows i am one of those guys that the more games the better i i love when there's six or seven games that's a lot of people's sweet spot i don't really care that much when it's one two games uh even when it's greater amount of games like 13 14 15 whatever it is in the sport like baseball has a bunch of them tonight that's where i like the edge i think some people get lost a little bit in building lineups that way, and optimizers get a little squished with players to where you know it's a little bit harder to to roster everybody you want. So I'm loving this. This is my first feel of a real NBA slate. And the amazing thing is it starts at 2:30 Eastern and will be on for about nine straight hours because there's games throughout the the day and night. So it's almost like the NCAA basketball tournament for like a three months worth of basketball. I don't know, man. I'm I'm on such a, a high. I feel like uh, you know I, I drank a hundred pitchers of Kool-Aid or something. I got all the <laughs> I got all the juices flowing here. I'm like uh, ready to roll. But uh, that's an old reference though. Remember the old Kool-Aid days? You go to oh, yeah. the store, ten cents a packet, and you're, you're right. You just dump the sugar in there magical
1: magical sugar
0: and you bounce off the walls for right i mean that's the way to do it if you have kids now try that i dare you <laughs> <laughs> you do your little yep. ones yep. you got to get, get them a little old-fashioned kool-aid yeah all right speaking of drinking the kool-aid how about that uh, transition into the dfs coach talk kool-aid so we're going to do a couple of things uh, we're going to follow this format throughout And the reason uh, we're going to do injuries and player news first is because there's just so much of it and we don't, it's, it's makes, it slows down the whole process of uh, going through the game. So generally what we'll do a little small talk early on, if you're looking to know what the, uh, you know, agenda is for these shows each day, we're going to go through that player news and that's up to the minute player news. Um, And we'll, we'll, Put that all out there, and then we're going to go game by game, just like we do in every sport. I'll set the the, the game, uh, the odds, the whole nine yards. We'll get all of Andrew's tremendous wisdom. I'll bounce a little back, and then we'll just go through the slate that way. So by the time we're done, you should have a, a decent core of guys to build out your DK or uh, FanDuel lineups and you know, give you an idea of maybe where to go on some pivots and you know, one, what uh, stuff to follow up on. So here we go. Now, I know this is comprehensive, and some people say, well, why spend five minutes doing this? Well, I'll tell you why, because this is absolutely critical. Any one of these 31 uh, things could make a difference in your slate and probably will. I'll go through them quickly, though. But you need to know this stuff, especially With this being the first game that all these teams are playing since the restart, you know, it's all with the COVID-19 stuff and people not reporting to the bubble because of being sick or concerns. All of that is rolled up into this, but all of it has a massive effect uh, on the slate and on your bill. Okay, we begin with Bryn Forbes from San Antonio. He is out of Friday's game. We also know that LaMarcus Aldridge and Trey Lyles are out. So there's a whole different look uh, to that uh, San Antonio rotation and usage, which we will talk about later. Frank Mason III is probable for Milwaukee uh, against Boston. You have Marvin Williams, doubtful. He is there, but he has a left groin strain. Uh, Alex Len is out. He's back with the team after recovering from coronavirus, but he is not playing uh, in today's action. We have Rodinus Kourouks is probable. He should be playing with uh, just a hip contusion. They expect him to lace it up. Uh, Jamal Crawford, doubtful uh, for Brooklyn. He was signed, but still is getting into condition. i not sure if he's going to lace him up. Obviously, the Nets with you know, just decimated more than any other team. I don't think they're expecting to get much more than a decent run for some of the young guys in, in this eight game period. Then you got Damian Lillard, very, very important, full practice. He's ready to go hundred uh, percent, no issues whatsoever. So he is going to be in the lineup today. Two huge guys out for Milwaukee that changes the the complex of that game. Pat Conning. Connaughton and Eric Bledsoe, neither one of them will play. They are both out uh, for this game. Wes Owundo for Orlando is 50-50 questionable. Don't play him. We know Eric Gordon hurt his ankle again. He's expected to be out for 8 to 10 days minimum. So that changes uh, the rotation. House moves into the lineup for Houston. Austin Rivers uh, is Confirmed in. He's playing. Nazir Little for Portland. They've got 9 million big guys now, but he's also back. So, you know, they've got – Portland is loaded on the front line with all the players returning. They have, like, literally five centers on their roster now. Uh, Aaron Baines recovered from COVID and is back, and he's playing uh, tonight. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is back. Uh, Harrison Barnes, another COVID person like me recovered from COVID, he's back. Tremont Waters for Boston is confirmed in with Kembo only playing fifteen to twenty minutes max. Uh, maybe Tremont gets a little run. Of course Russell Westbrook is confirmed. That dude is just a monster. He I don't think I think he's tougher than Corona to be honest with you. Then you've got some other outs that are important. Marvin Bagley Um, he is not going to play in any of the games for Sacramento. He has a strained right foot, and they're not going to risk it. Uh, Horrible news on Justice Winslow. What a bummer, man. This dude was just back after missing most of the year and was going to be a prominent part of that Memphis run they were going to make to make the playoffs, and he had a pretty serious hip injury uh, in an inter-squad game there in the bubble, and he's out for... Not only this, but probably the beginning of next season. So very f- unfortunate for him. He has a lot of promise. Thomas Bryan is back. He's a coronavirus survivor as well. He's ready to play tonight. No Trey Lyles, as I mentioned. Uh, Jabari Parker and Buddy Hill, survivors of corona. They are back and suited up and ready to play. Uh, here's some guys that are at Poor Brooklyn, Torian Prince. Spencer Dinwiddie, we know both of those guys are out. Bradley Beal is not at the, in the bubble. He will not play at all during this deal. He's been uh, nursing a shoulder. Washington knows they have almost no chance, so they're going to rest Beal up for next season. Uh, guys that we do have confirmed that are going to make an impact, Gr- Brandon Clark from Memphis, Jaron Jackson also from Memphis, Jakob Purtle for the Spurs is in. A couple more guys out, non-sequential, Caleb Swanigan from Portland, uh, Thabo Cephalosia for Houston, and then the amazing news for Portland, not only do they have Whiteside and Little, now they have Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic, all four guys are back, and they're all ready to go, and 100%, they're saying, you know, Collins and Nurkic look great in uh, the scrimmages and uh, practice, so... It's, they're going to be loaded on the front line. No DeAndre Jordan. He is. He has coronavirus, so you get a, a little bit more run. You would think, uh, you know, from our from our man from Texas, uh, at, who's who's big what's the Afro guy? He's, Jared he's, Allen. Jared Allen escaped my mind. And then you've got uh, Wilson Chandler for Brooklyn out. Like all the the guys, Willie Cauley Stein is not reported to the bubble. Will not play for Dallas. Nick Claxton for Brooklyn could have used these minutes as a young guy, but he's out. Uh, Trevor is out. Courtney Lee for Dallas. We know Davis Berton's not there for Washington. Kelly Oubre Jr. for Phoenix. LaMarcus Aldridge, as we mentioned, for San Antonio. And, of course, Mr. Kevin Durant. So, again, a massive amount of guys. But what I've been doing for the last probably two and a half weeks is working this list because – All of these guys that were mentioned uh, and there's some others additionally, uh, all completely impact defensive ratings of teams, offensive usage of teams, rotations of teams. And if you want an edge and you want to win in this sucker, I'm saying do it in this next week and do it with us at DFS Coach Talk because we're ready for this now. We don't have to do like most people watch three or four games to figure out who's doing what for each team, we are ready to rock and roll. So go to DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up as a member for a week, month, or year, and you have full access to our Discord, full fan, uh, FanDuel lineups. A really popular new thing we're doing uh, with DraftKings is creating what we're calling the Coach's Clipboard, where we are putting a pool of players and highlighting a core that you can choose out of that. So staying by all of DraftKing guidelines, you know, we follow the rules here at Coach Talk and uh, and yet doing the best we can for our members to help them win. And we did have some some people definitely get it done uh, last night as well. So that is it, my friend. I know it was lengthy, and but necessary, I believe, uh, in making this work. Okay, are you ready for game one, sir? Let's do it. The first game, it's it's that 2.30 Eastern game that, that comes up this afternoon. Uh, it is the Orlando Magic, who, by the way, we've got to talk about records, although every, it feels like everybody's zero and zero because it's been a four months. But they are 30 and 35. Nets are 30 and 34. Uh, but we've got some crazy stuff here with the Nets lineup. That's for darn Sure. Um, I'm also going to give you the my uh, bookie.ag line on the game, and you've got Orlando Magic minus seven. I think or- uh, Brooklyn will be a pretty heavy dog in all eight games, and the over-under in that game is 211. So, you know, when we're talking about these teams and factoring in the different rotations, offense, defense, you know, that's also going to provide you a good ed- edge on not just the line, but on what, how many points we're expecting. Uh, we talked about it in depth yesterday we expected a decent amount more points in the first game than we did the second game and it did play out that way uh, same you know same type of scenario all right man so i've got you know probable lineups we know all the news give us some info that will help us build uh, tonight's Millie maker in this first game orlando and brooklyn all right well starting with orlando
1: um Coach Clifford mentioned that he plans to use a balanced minutes approach here. Guy's just not in top shape. So I'm, I'm going to fade Orlando mostly. Um, and then look at Brooklyn. And it's funny, when you look at Brooklyn's projected lineup after all those injuries you talked about, it's basically like almost a below-average backup unit. If you really break it down, other than Lavert, I mean, that guy's got uh, – you know, massive skills and upside. He's going to be highly owned. I, I cringed a little bit when I saw his price on DraftKings at 7,800. He is going to soak up all the usage with uh, Dinwiddie and Kyrie out. So I will have him in a bunch of lineups, but I'm also going to build a couple lineups without him just because of that price tag and because he's going to be so highly owned. Um, but I'm actually going to look at a couple of these bigs for Brooklyn in, the, in a, a big percentage of my lineups. You mentioned Jared Allen He's been getting uh, big minutes with Jordan out, uh, 30 minutes in one of these games with a 19 and 10. So I'll have him. And then Kourouks, you know, he's been putting up some big numbers in these games, even coming off the bench. And he may start today uh, at 3,300 as a power forward. I I really like that value. So I'll have some exposure to him. I love
0: it, man. I absolutely love it. Uh, Probable lineups right now, just to give a a quick glance at it, it looks – as though Orlando's got their regular group. Jonathan Isaac is back, so they wouldn't have had him for that late run if, if the season would have continued as is. So it's their normal five, Fultz, Fournier, Isaac, Gordon, and Vukovic. That's pretty pretty stout, and uh, their bench, you know, isn't bad either. So I think uh, this could be a blowout. I really think Orlando's the better team for sure. Um, I I have two concerns with rostering Orlando guys. One, that they do share the ball quite a bit bit when they're all playing. Um, and secondly, I, I see this maybe a 15, 20-point win for Orlando. So from the betting side, with that MyBookie.ag line minus seven, I'm going to be all over that. Um, but, you know, certainly I would never fault you if you did want to put an Isaac, a Gordon, or a Vuk in there. Uh, I would steer a little cautious from Isaac. I can't imagine they're going to throw him out there 35 minutes after not playing for so long. So, uh, but I'm with you on Brooklyn. I think. What did I tell you about two and a half weeks ago? About you said you were going to play Lavert
1: in at least seven of the eight slates when he I plays. I did,
0: and and he's the first guy in my lineup today. I I don't care what chalk he is. I don't care what price he is. He could be 10 grand. I, <laughs> he's in my lineup. I'm I'm just saying. He's a free square. The biggest takeaway I think you can get from this pod today is play Karis Lavert. They don't have anybody else to go to. You know, even in these scrimmage games, they gave him the ball with about 15 seconds on the shot clock and basically either set a screen for him or cleared out and let him take him one-on-one. And he took the shot almost every time. So, you know, maybe Orlando runs a double at him. That's what I would do if I was coaching. Because I would try to take him away. He's really the only guy on the team that can flat out beat you. Um, You know, right now they have Chioza as the starting point guard um, listed. And Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, possibly Kurook's if he's healthy, and Jared Allen. So I'll tell you, man, uh, you know, it's hard not to want to roster these Brooklyn guys. But, you know, the concern is do they get shellacked? and just play everybody that's on their bench because they have basically their entire G League team on this team. Um, I'm with you, LaVert, Jared Allen, I think, are my two guys that I'm going to go to. I think they'll play enough to be effective. And it's just going to be so nice now to have have an Allen out there, and I rostered him some uh, before the shutdown, without having to look over our shoulder for DeAndre Jordan coming in right. the game. And so, you know, I think that both of those guys are strong plays. <clears throat> Eat the chalk, take the free square, play Karis LeVert. I mean, I, he's just so solid, so solid. All right, game two, if you're ready. Let's do it. Memphis Grizzlies, 32 and 33, and the Portland Trailblazers, 29 and 37. They've got a little bit of work to do. The mybookie.ag line is Portland, a slim minus three, and the over-under is 224. So that is what you would call the second biggest over-under of the day, and we're expecting some points in this game. So where are all of those fantasy points going to, Mr. Hansen? Well, I hope a, a significant portion go
1: to Mr. John Morant, likely Rookie of the Year, 7K, nice price tag on DraftKings. With uh, Tyus Jones out, you could also look at a guy like Melton at 4700 And then with the bigs, you know, Triple J is a guy that I don't play much, but he just fouled out in 20 minutes, so maybe he's got that out of his system. <laughs> You're shaking your head. And-
0: you know, I love him too, but... How many times has he fouled out? In, uh, well, in that's career. the
1: thing. I, I'm, I'm thinking he got, you know, he's he's had his
0: foul out for the week. No, now, he, he, he fouls out multiple <laughs> times a week. That's yeah. the problem. If you know, he started showing just a glimmer of hope of being able to play without fouling, and then he even in these scrimmage games, just you know, he's out of there. Yeah. So I don't know, man. There's something about the price tag today, forty nine
1: hundred on DraftKings. That Maybe is the cheap. Old you know, it's just it's just jumping out of me. It's the old sales tactic of you know nine ninety nine instead of ten dollars. Huh. Un, under five k for some reason. I just have a feeling about him. Again, I don't like to play him, but I, I may have some of him tonight. And then you could look as an alternative if you're going to use him. I mean, put one one lineup in there with Brandon Clark. He's cheaper off the bench, forty one hundred. He you know, oftentimes outplays Triple J, so you could look there. And then on the Portland side. I think I'll probably look look for some value here, possibly Gary Trent Jr. at 3,500. If you need that cheaper small small uh, small forward or shooting guard, and with the bigs, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about Nurkic and Whiteside. What's going to happen with them? I'd rather go cheaper here if you were going to use a big, maybe Zach Collins minimum price. Um, so I guess you know John Morant here, number one for me, and you know maybe another one off.
0: John Morant is your version of KBO Doosan Bears. That's <laughs> <laughs> Borderline. You can't, you know, he doesn't quite have the Doosan Bears status, but he's up there. He's getting there, man. Um, you know, this is a tough one. I, I'm not sure what to expect here. I know that the backcourt of Portland, as awesome as Lillard and McCollum uh, play offensively, they're not stoppers on the defensive side. Uh, The guy that I sort of like is Dylan Brooks. He's cheap, and the dude just does everything, and he takes big shots. He was one of the big surprises for me this season, and I rostered him quite a bit, and I like him here uh, as well against this backcourt. Um, You know, I don't have the courage with Triple J as much as he can knock down threes and finish with dunks and do everything. I just A guy that's in foul trouble all the time with that just drives me nuts. Uh, Joe Val I like to play a lot but he's going against this monster stacked fresh Portland center group and I think that could give him a little bit of trouble so you know I'm going to consider jaw he's a little pricey and certainly consider Brooks and then on the Portland side you know I still think you have to look at Dame I mean Portland needs to win all eight of these games and try to get into the playoffs Dame is the go-to guy You know, forever be known for the waving goodbye to the thunder (laughs) and the big smile. Uh, You know, we've used that one with our all of our faces on there at one point or another. But, you know, I think Dames is a great play here. Uh, You know, I Brooks may try to guard him a little bit and he's a good defender. But I think for I think Jaws probably going to start on him because the reason I'm going to fade CJ is I think Brooks will start on CJ and they'll try to at least not have the one-two punch knock them out. But, you know, as they rotate, you're going to get a little bit different look there. And then I'm just, you know, I'm not comfortable going with the plethora of forwards and centers because of the depth, and I think they're going to all split minutes. And so, therefore, I I doubt I'm going to go there, but based on everything I've read, uh, I think he's hot in the industry as well. Zach Collins could be a really sneaky, solid play. And I do think that he can also get Triple J in file trouble. So just something to keep in mind on that front. Excellent. All right, game three. It's a 4 p.m. start also. So there's two games at 4 p.m. So we'll have to be able to flip back and forth and not have to w- watch those commercials. I'll tell you, those State Farm commercials that were on last night, they have got to stop those commercials. I mean, it makes you want to walk out and in, in protest, you know, between him jumping to the State Farm, jumping out the window and throwing the ball to knock the flowers. I mean, come on, State Farm. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? All right. Just because of that, I would not get the insurance from them. I'm just saying. All right. Phoenix. 26 and 39 at Washington, 24 and 40. How are they in the bubble? 24 and 40, Washington. All right, you've got mybookie.ag. Seven point Phoenix Suns favorite, and it is a 223 over under, so it's a pretty fat number, too. Uh, uh, As well, you know, they're the third highest, so. There are some guys here, I think, that are great plays. I'm dying to see what you like in this game, Andrew. Well, McCall Bridges,
1: I mean, he's really taking advantage of no Ubre here. Yeah. He had, a, he had a game on Tuesday, 26 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. I mean, just filling up the stat sheet at 5,600, nice mid-tier option. Cameron Johnson has stepped up uh, at 4,300. We'll see if... Sarich is out. We'll see what's going on with the, you know, the forwards and centers. Uh, that's going to be one of the more important situations right before Locke with Sarich and Baines uh, potentially opening up value for guys like Kaminsky. Uh, but for me, it's it's Bridges. He's going to be a core play for me, possibly Cameron Johnson. And then on the Washington side, real opportunity here with Beal and Wall and Bertonza out. Napier looks good to me so far. He looks pretty comfortable getting the extra minutes, a little bit pricey. Troy Brown Jr. at 4,700. This could be a situation where we roster him. And Bonga, how about Bonga at 3,300? He had a 15 and 12 game recently. Both of those guys, Brown and Bonga, I don't like playing, but I don't know if I can resist getting some exposure to them. Can you talk me out of them or. Or or do you agree it might
0: be worth taking a shot on one of those guys? Well, I normally don't do this, but I have to here because it's just too big of a a deal for me. Um, I am going to release two players from the Wizards that are going to be in 100% of my cash and GPP lineups that are actually my favorite two plays on the entire slate. But I'm not going to divulge that here in the podcast. Okay. I want this to be special to our members and it's this isn't a, a sales thing trying to get people to join. It's just respecting the members that are in there and I want to be true to those guys. so uh, if if you do want that information and again, I'm this isn't a for sales ploy of any kind, uh, you know, jump in our discord and you'll get my top two NBA plays of the this slate. Um, both from the Washington Wizards, and I love this game as well. Um, I think you can look at Booker here if you want to spend up. Mikhail Bridges is cheap enough that, you know, I think his usage is going to be up there. I'm not going to mess with the bigs, the Sarich, Ayton Baines type scenario with Baines being ruled in without a whole lot of limits. And I don't know if you remember, but the old coach, I may be slipping in some areas, but I don't forget anything I see in basketball. This was right before we started KBO, maybe six weeks into the pandemic. I don't remember that world. All there. I know is KBO. <laughs> exactly. And I sat there an entire two evenings and painfully watched the NBA 2K tournament that was oh, yeah, yeah, on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I vividly remember DeAndre Ayton playing Zach Levine in 2K on TV. You remember right. this, right? Yep. And Zach Levine had asked Ayton how you know what he was doing during the the shutdown. And he said nothing, man. Was playing some 2K and hanging out, lifting a few weights. And and I I mean I, I thought to myself right there, this guy's not committed to the game. Yeah. And I I'm going to remember this months later and I'm going to do a wait and see on Ayton all the way around. And I was an Ayton backer so He is off my list for right now. Um, And Zach Levine, by the way, something to remember later, said that he had a gym attached to his apartment. He was getting his full workout in, cardio and weights and shots up. So there's, you know, I know it sounds silly, fellas, but listen, those pieces of information are critical. So for me on the Phoenix side, uh, I'm going to look at Booker, definitely look at Bridges. And then the coach's takedown plays on the Wizards' side will be shared in our Discord uh, 30 minutes before lock. Yeah,
1: Coach, one more thing on that is, you remember hearing how Giannis was claiming that he wasn't working out, wasn't shooting, but it was just a ploy to mess with his competitors' heads? Yes. in fact, he was working on his game. So the funny thing is with Aiden, I don't think that was any sort of a ploy, right? That was just, you can just take him for his word, he was not doing cardio, Uh, A little bit different situation than Giannis.
0: Oh, completely. I mean, he was caught off the cuff with that question from Levine. And you could tell he was almost embarrassed of the way he was acting uh, when he said it. And I thought, oh, man, if the Portland or I mean the uh, uh, Phoenix Phoenix. front office is watching this, they are going to be sending some equipment over there and get (laughs) on his butt. Yeah, so pretty darn funny. All right. Game number four. Boston Celtics with a limited Kemba Walker. If you didn't read that, 15 to 20 absolute max for Kemba. So you got Boston at 43 and 21 against, there you go, the Milwaukee Bucks, 53 and 12. This should be the feature game of the day. And this uh, MyBookie.ag line, Milwaukee minus four and a half with just a 219 over under. So uh, one of the... The three or four lowest. So big game here. Strong players on both sides. Limited Kemba. How do you see this playing out? Well, I'm going to steer
1: away from most of the Celtics here with their, you know, upper mid-tier pricing. Uh, Kemba on short minutes. None of the Celtics have done very well against Milwaukee this year. Um you know Tatum has only averaged 34 DK points against them even though Jalen Brown didn't play in either of those matchups right uh, Marcus smart's probably done the best he's averaged 38 Draftkings points against Milwaukee but he's at 6400 on Draftkings it's a little bit pricey for him the only guy I'm looking at is Enos Cantor actually as a wow three th- he's minimum price I just don't think that's right if he gets yeah. 18 20 minutes. At 3000 I think he can really pay off value. Uh, don't think he'll be that highly owned. So you could use him as a value play. The real challenge, though, is you know he's only center eligible. We already mentioned Jared Allen. I've got another center coming up that I like. So uh, that's the challenge on DraftKings. Um, on the Milwaukee side, Giannis is certainly in play. Uh, one of the key studs. Why, uh, why would you want to include him in your board? I it. Yeah, I mean, he, just, he doesn't take the game seriously. Just average. Or, yeah, just an average guy all around. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo at 4,900. He is obviously going to take advantage of the absence of Bledsoe and Connaughton. I'll have some exposure to him. Those are my two favorite Milwaukee players this evening.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm with you on Boston. You know, I think you've got some situations there where – I looked at the same you know, stats as you did, and Tatum just did okay against Milwaukee, and that was out without having to share usage with Jalen Brown. But to even that out, those guys both do get a bump with Walker not playing as much. And I know I had Marcus Smart in a game against Milwaukee early in the year, and he just tore it up. But he tore it up against Bledsoe that whole game, and Bledsoe's not playing. So, you know, that changes the aspect of all of those things. That's why I said it's just such a domino effect. I think you're going to see a lot of people wanting to watch this game and Milwaukee being a featured team with Boston. I think DiVincenzo is going to be very highly owned because everybody's going to look at him as sort of a, a sneak play, but they don't realize he's going to be chalk, in my opinion, uh, or close to it. So I'm not going to go there just as a differentiator, just to be a little contrarian. I mean, I think he'll do fine. I don't think he's going to tear it up. Uh, you know, Boston plays de- decent team defense as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the question for me here is, I know Middleton came in, people were saying he didn't work out, he wasn't in shape, and this and that, but I watched him play. It doesn't look like he gained a pound. He was moving fine. So, you know, I think Middleton's playable. Um you know, with, with Bledsoe out and then no Connaughton coming off the bench, somebody's going to have to pick up that slack. And you know Giannis is going to get his either way. So for me, I think some of that slack can be, is going to be picked up by Middleton. So I know it's not a hot take and it's not the newswire stuff and it doesn't help your build salary wise. But you absolutely have to consider Giannis and Middleton or one or the other. Uh, depending on your build. I think those are the two top players from Milwaukee here. I think they get enough run and bump with some of the guys out from Milwaukee uh, to both be in play and I'll tell you I faded Giannis most of the year as awesome as he is and setting records of points per minute um, you know because of uh, just you know the rest time and they they really babied him. but here's the, the key factor here. That babing time is over. He's in perfect shape. They have eight games to prepare for the playoff run. So I've stated this on the preview show yesterday. I don't believe the good coaches, and Milwaukee's got one of the best, I do not believe that the coaches are going to play these games in a soft manner and low minutes. It's not time to do load management. You saw Kawhi got a, a long run yesterday. Yep. I think you're going to say that the same thing with Giannis. So if Giannis was producing those ludicrous, almost two fantasy points a minute in some of those games and is going to get more of an extended run, which I think he will because they want to get some continuity going into the playoffs. He's going to almost be to the point of unfadeable at times. So you know he's he's very high at the top of my list. Uh, I've got some some good value guys that I've mentioned already, and then uh, some Washington value as well. So you know I could be a very strong Giannis play here, uh, and I'm still toying with Middleton because I think he's going to go lower owned.
1: Yeah, Giannis is averaging 60 fantasy points against Boston this season, so uh, s- solid strong choice. And that's
0: probably. Sure. Down to from his average, literally. I mean, I think he's averaging low 60s. I mean, he's right in there with Harden trying to take the championship, but he's done it in tons of less minutes. Remember that. Way less minutes. All right, we go to game five. The Sacramento Kings 28 and 36 against the San Antonio Spurs 27 and 36. So it's an important game for these two teams. Uh, my bookie dot, this is an eight Eastern game, by the way. Uh, my dot AG has um, this game up to the minute. We're just doing a quick refresh. It has the Kings as a three point favorite over pop and the Spurs. And it's a two twenty one over under. So very interesting game here. What do you think here?
1: Well, one of the other centers in play for me is Rashawn Holmes at 5100. He scored 49 and fantasy points against San Antonio. Uh, you mentioned Aldridge out, Lyles out. Uh, you know, Pirtle is strong defensively, but uh, I like Holmes here because of the injuries and uh, absences on the Sacramento side with Bagley and Alex Len out, and you know, we know that's been a very crowded front court. But a little bit more clarity here. For home. So I, I like him. Uh, and then Bogdanovich and Heald, you know, both in that around the 5K range on DraftKings. I, I think they're both solid options. Bogdanovich didn't play well against San Antonio during the first part of the regular season, but he's been playing well uh, in the scrimmages. And Heald, he was excellent against San Antonio, averaging 44 DraftKings points. Uh, so I like all three of those guys. For good prices against this San Antonio team that's 26th in defense on the season. On the uh, on the Spurs side, interesting lineup here with potentially Murray and White, uh, you know, to go along with DeMar DeRozan. So the ball handling is really going to be uh, spread out here. De- DeRozan was handling a lot during the regular season, but with uh, with those guys in the starting lineup, he probably won't handle it as much. I don't plan to use him uh, because his price has gone up. One value play for the Spurs, one of the guys that's standing out here in the scrimmages is Keldon Johnson. He's minimum price. And Popovich, who's not really big on praising anybody, you know, gave him some really strong words of encouragement here in, in the last week or so. Uh, so there's a guy that is, is going to get a look um, – so you could, uh, you could look there because uh, it looks like Bryn Forbes is going to be out. So uh, he should get uh, an opportunity. Uh, so I'll have a little bit of
0: exposure to this game in that uh, 5K range. Yeah, this, this game has a lot of intrigue to me. I think it can really help make you or break you, really. Um, one thing I want to read on Hild and Jabari Parker because they're, it's connected here, and this is a quote right directly from the coach, Hild and Jabari Parker have been cleared from coronavirus, uh, but have only played a two-on-two scrimmage. And Coach Walton said Hild and uh, Parker participated in 75% of this last practice. And, you know, so that all of that stuff tells me that I think they'll be limited a little bit. I don't see full-out games from these two guys. So that steers me. You know, a little clear from them. Uh, I I like to I like to look at De'Aaron Fox here. I think that you know, with him being ready to go and deeming himself 100% healthy, I think he's a really solid play. I'm with you. I think it's a great take on Rashawn Holmes. This could be a monster game for him at a cheap price. I think he's a fantastic play Uh, on the Spurs side. I think you're going to see a lot of usage flow towards DeMar DeRozan with LaMarcus being out. Um, you know, my I like DeJounte Murray, you know, with without him having to split the game with White and both of them getting minutes, I think plays in his advantage. And, you know, I think what Pop wants to get out of this, because they're very slim chance to make it as well, is I think he wants to see Lonnie Walker step into that, starters type role where he's a a major contributor on any given night so this knowing him and his thought process if he can take that out of here of letting murray white and walker run a lot together that's his young front court super young and with tremendous ability so i'm not as high on white but i think murray and walker are 100 percent in play uh you know and banking off of fox and Holmes from the other side yeah, one more thing on healed. I'm not sure when that quote was from that you
1: saw, but he did play on Monday. He played twenty seven minutes. Okay. Came off came off the bench, of course. Bogdanovich has been starting here recently and had seventeen points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh so unless there's something that's changed here midweek, um, that's why he's in the pool for me.
0: Yeah, this was uh Wednesday at three oh two PM.
1: Okay. So
0: yeah, I mean that's I have no idea. That's what it is, and it's a quote from Walton. So, again, take that for what it's worth. Buddy can make seven threes in a row. You know, who knows? But if he's only playing, for me, if he's only playing 25 minutes, I'm not going to quite go there. He's not the cheapest guy on the board either. But good point. Either way, something to keep an eye on and a good thing to follow on Twitter. We'll put some updated notes on him. All right, the last game, it is – I guess the late night sweat. We haven't been able to say that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's 9 p.m. Eastern and it's Houston Rockets against a team. I believe they're called the Dallas Mavericks. You and know a thing or two about them? I I think they have this European fella. I think his name's Luca. Is, yeah. he, is that right? I think he's all right.
1: He, he's sort of <laughs> like that Giannis guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we've got this is a great game. You got two wins are two teams with both 40 wins. Houston's 40 and 24, however. Mavericks are 40 and 27. So uh, Houston is up in the loss column there. But this should be phenomenal. I mean, you got most of your big dogs going here with Westbrook and Harden, Luka and Porzingis. All the big dogs from both teams are pretty much in there. We know Eric Gordon's inactive with that uh, ankle. So this is going to be a fun game. MyBookie.ag. Uh, has this game as the Dallas Mavericks, a two-point favorite. That's a surprise. I expected Houston to be a two-point favorite or so. And here you go. you got the Fat City. Not only is it the late-night sweat game, but nobody can accuse me of loading up in this game with the Mavericks because it's a 230 over-under, and these teams can score it from from outside especially. You're going to see some threes flying. So before I give my slanted view of how the Mavericks are going to play in this game, <laughs> why don't you give us a nice look and breakdown of Rockets' Mavs?
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this game. Uh, you know they've really had some explosions in, in from the fantasy point of view in their matchups. Harden had 68 fantasy points against uh, Dallas, or he averaged that, and Luca had a 71 game against Houston, 41-6-10. and 10. But I want to start with Harden because he's one of these guys that he, he's been playing big minutes. We know D'Antoni uh, will do that, whether it's preseason or scrimmages before the restart. Yeah. And I, I, I really liked one of his quotes here because they, they're talking about playing Harden off the ball a little bit more from time to time. And he said, I, I guarantee you one thing, whether he's on, off, middle, on the bench – He's going to score a lot of points. <laughs> and, ah, ah, ah. You know, that's that's the thing with uh, D'Antoni and Harden. He loves to get him out there. He encourages him to do his thing and, and rack up the points. And that's what he's been doing, even in these restarts in, in big minutes. So I really like Harden. Even at 11K, uh, I'm willing to pay off for him. And then with Eric Gordon out, that changes things a little bit. Uh, he's saying that House is going to be starting tonight, who – averages 25 fantasy points against Dallas this year. He's only 3,800, so there's a, a value play you could use in this game to get more exposure to it. And on the flip side, I, I'll have some uh, some Luca for sure, and I want to ask you about the, the guard rotation. We talk about this a lot. We try to get your Dallas Mavericks insight. I know you've watched every minute of their scrimmages. You probably have watched every minute of the pregame and postgame coverage too. I have, because uh, we're, we,
0: we're, we're getting local stuff. You know, with Skin and Fallowell, all the local guys are doing their thing, so I'm yeah. all over.
1: It. And we, I mean, we, you, you make us schedule our podcast around the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> <laughs> scrimmages, so they are they kind of run the show here at DFS Coach Talk. So I want to ask you about these backup guards, JJ Barea, Trey Burke. JJ Barea has had a 14-6 and 6 game and a 14-2 and 3 game in these scrimmages. He's only 3300. What are your thoughts on him?
0: I'll tell you what, with with Jalen Brunson going down with the season ending in just, uh, injury, you know, J.J. is now in that role of backup point guard for Luca. And uh, the guy is just insane. I mean, you yeah. watched him this last game in the fourth quarter, he single handedly. This is when both teams went to the bench. He scored 11 straight, including taking it right at the big man for a reverse layup in the game. No I mean, fear. I just he, – he just blows me away that he's been in the league this long yep. and is still so effective. Um, here's the thing, though. This this type of game where it's going to be tight, I think that, that he will get minutes. I'm not a plug-and-play for him at this point, point okay. though. I think it's just a little risky. Uh, you know, the time to play him is if Lucas sits out a game – then you just, he's, he's just 100% automatic. Okay. But I just don't know he'll get enough opportunities in the, the limited minutes that he'll get. Even at 15 to 20 minutes, I mean, if you can accept at that low price getting 15 fantasy points from him or 16, then I'd say you know put him up there. I just don't know on this type of a slate in these contet, uh, contests that you really need to go there when there are guys that are starting that are going to play 30-some minutes that are low-priced as well.
1: Okay. Well, I, I uh, directed your Mavericks commentary there. Please uh, open it up and give us the rest of your insight on Dallas.
0: Well, you know, this is going to stun you, and I, I try to surprise you every podcast, but I have not made a decision on this game whatsoever, and I'm going to explain yeah. myself. It has nothing to do with memberships or anything like that. There are two elements of this game, to me, that are going to shape the way this entire game plays out. So I am going to spend, it is now early morning, Uh, this game doesn't play till 9, but we obviously have to have it in in lock. Uh, We do get late swap, so I may use a few spots in this game to protect for late swap and then, you know, may have to use them at this eight o'clock game, Sacramento, San Antonio. So I say all that to tell you that this is a strategical thing. This is the way it is sometimes. It's not black and white in DFS. And in, in the NBA, you have to look for a couple things. Here are the two elements you need to follow today to determine how this game's gonna play out. Number one is in the last matchup, Dallas in the first half, uh, and a part of the second half, used a strategy that team started to do against Westbrook, the smart coach teams, Miami, San Antonio, Dallas. And what they did was— Golden they, State, too. And Golden State. They ran a fast, quick double the second that Harden came across the court. And what he did was instantaneously didn't try to force anything. Even before the du- double quite got to him, he kicked it to Westbrook. Westbrook then goes four on three. So if they're going to do that, you can't play Harden, Westbrook becomes a must. So there's I need that's what I'm trying to find out. And I may not be able to find that out, but I'm gonna do my best to see if that strategical piece is part of it. So that's number one. And and that's you know the biggest key. The second thing is in the games they've played, there hasn't been consistency. With who's guard, who's guarded Luca? Westbrook's guarded him, Harden's guarded him, uh, and that is huge as well. Westbrook has played terrific defense this season. He made it one of his challenges. He's been in the top seven uh, defensive real plus-minus for point guards throughout the year for a guy that was maligned for his defensive prowess in the past. So if he's going to try to lock down Luca, and then they're going to put Harden on Curry, who's shooting the ball better than he has in his, in his career, then Curry becomes a must-play. If they flip it the other way, and West, they know that, and they want to get Westbrook up in Curry's face, because if you make Curry drive then take away his three, he becomes way less effective. So if that's the case, then Luca's plug-and-play, even over Giannis for me, because Harden's going to be guarding him. So, again... I'm not answering any questions in this game and I apologize for that, but it's it's because I don't want to give you misinformation. So I'm going to dig in, find out if I can get some some pregame, uh, not just strategy, but even player matchups to see how this is going to fly. And then I'll allow, based on what I just explained, I'll allow that to play into my lineup. But I can tell you that one way or the other, it's got to happen, you know, one of the, the combinations uh, a couple of these higher-priced guys will certainly round out my my roster, and not because again I'm a Mavs fan, or not because it's a late-night sweat. Never, you know, I, I tell everybody this all the time. I don't care if it's a game, the only game you get, the only game you're going to watch, or if there's 19 games at the same time, and you can't let any of that bother bother you. You need to know the lock time. Don't pay attention to who's on TV or who's not, or all of that baloney, because you can't let that sway. You got to take the guys that are the guys to take if you really want to win and be good at this. So none of that comes into play here. What does come into play is there regarding uh, depending on that strategy are going to be some absolutely lock washer plays from this game based on those matchups and strategy. And it's, very highly the the, uh, highest scoring game regarding uh, Vegas's odds. So I think you got to keep this game as a key, keep, you know, some serious stash salary money. And, again, if it's late swap and you put in, you know, Harden and Curry and you end up switching to Westbrook and Luka or whatever, you know, obviously Curry's way cheaper than those three guys, so you got to balance that out in your lineup. But it gives you some options. Uh, with late swap so keep all of that in mind use that in your strategy and I think it can really help you take down some big stuff I'm going to play a little more GPPs than I normally play tonight Andrew so I'm in your lane a little bit uh, because I really like the makeup of being able to play three or four super value guys that I think are going to have 30-35 minute major roles with their teams and it gives me that path to the Giannis's and Lucas' and Harden's. Not all of them, but you're going to get, you know, a piece of of two of them probably. So that's where I'm at, man.
1: I I agree. I'm excited about some of these value plays, and I like that you reminded us about doubling Harden. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to adjust my uh, exposure to Harden a little bit and make sure I increase my exposure to Westbrook just in case that plays out like you mentioned because – you know, Rick Carlisle's a smart fella. And if he's sitting there looking at these Bulletin board quotes from Dan Tony, he, you know, he might be motivated to try to shut Harden down and say, well, he's not going to score 35 against us. We're going to double him and see what we can do against Westbrook. So I, I think that is wise to be prepared to get more exposure to Westbrook. Because the thing is, in these scrimmages, you know, Harden's been aggressive in scoring. Westbrook hasn't been as aggressive, shooting as much. But maybe that'll switch tonight against Dallas if they force Harden to give up the ball.
0: And, you know, let me tell you this. I have not read one thing or heard one quote saying that the Carlisle's going to pull this double team at half court deal again. I am just going on past games. And here's the thing. The only time they got burned in that whole scenario, and this is why I would do it 100 percent, is where they got burned was Westbrook then being able to go four on three and throw a log, lob to Capella right. who they couldn't defend. Guess what? That lob is not going to go to P.J. Tucker, He's about my height. And he's Covington? Their center.
1: How about Covington?
0: Yeah, I just, you know, it's it that hurts them. I yep. mean, losing Capella in this type of scenario hurts them. And I think, you know, if he doesn't do it, I think he's missing the opportunity because, again, you know, you're not giving it up to a superstar guard in Westbrook and being able to lob it to an all-star center. He's got three other basically almost guards and small forwards out there. So they're still going to have to penetrate and, you know, probably take a jumper or something. So I don't know. So Rick, if you're listening, man, run out the double brother. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see how it plays out, Uh, you know, but this is the kind of stuff, you know, we, we love to just, Dig into the game behind the game, the strategies, what, what's going to happen, all that kind of stuff that you really can't find in an optimizer. And, you know, not that optimizers aren't, you know, all that because they are, they're awesome. But let's let's look at these other scenarios and see how they're going to play out for a roster today. So I know we went a little longer today. We've already decided when we have these six and seven game NBA slates, we're not going to be able to do that concise little 25-30 minute deal because we want to share this stuff with you and so uh, you know if, if you have the time to listen in or listen in to pieces uh, we would you know really welcome you to join in we're doing this podcast seven days a week uh, it'll be me and Shane uh, me and Andrew a lot of the time but we also get Mr. Millie maker takedown man sugar Shane That's right. uh, will be jumping in there with me and then with Andrew uh, for some of these shows so Now that everybody wants him and requesting him over you and I, you know, I don't know if his head's going to fit in the screen. We may have to have him push the computer back a little bit.
1: Well, he deserves a bigger screen.
0: (laughs) Fantastic, man. So anyway, YouTube, DFS Coach Talk, if you're watching this right now, please like, subscribe. Those are so important for us in moving up the rankings and really getting it out there. Um, Instagram, DFS underscore coach talk, uh, and Twitter at DFS coach talk. Part of that process, the process, uh, that we've used from the beginning, the chain used yesterday for that FanDuel Millie Maker. Listen to the podcast, listen to us throughout the day on Twitter. We're, our whole team is at DFS coach talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. He is at Language Olympic, Mr. Millie Makers at DET Sports Shane, and our buddy Freddie is at Freddie Mills 7. So check us out on there, Uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. We've mentioned multiple times. We have some good content up there if you're following uh, some golf and different things. Uh, We have some, some fun content that Freddie posts up there. Uh, our golf's off to a great start, by the way, just to throw that little uh, thing in there. I, I was watching a little bit from the side here because uh, we've got some good good lineups going there. Fired up for Major League Baseball tonight, Andrew, too. We've got a monster slate, which you know I love monster slates. So I'm getting that ready uh, as well. So, I mean, I, you know, we went from COVID shutdown to 24-7 USDFS sports. I mean, this this is like heaven, and we it's get phenomenal. the games on TV all day long too. Can't paradise, be, paradise, paradise, man. I want to thank our, our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. Definitely go there, use the promo code DF. Or I'm sorry, just Coach Talk, uh, and get that bonus and free play. Go to TVG.com, uh, use the the uh, promo code Coach Talk as well for that risk-free $300 bet. Uh, We also want to give a quick shout-out to our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, and that is MambaOn3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Awesome charity. That is it, my friend. I think we've got this one under our belts. Uh, Yesterday turned out to be pretty darn cool. Uh, Why not make it two days in a row? You know? Might as well. Might as well. I mean, the prizes are there. Let's go out and grab them. So Shane, if you're listening, man, just you know, let Andrew and I get in. Give on us a turn, Shane, change.
1: please. Can we have just, just one yeah. little
0: turn? Just a little,
1: yeah. little slice of a million. Just give us a turn. Take it off. Take the take the day off in yeah. DFS. You're, you take already did. Celebrate. Yeah. Take the day off. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, any final words, brother?
1: Yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Do hit that uh, subscribe button so that you know when this podcast comes out because With some of these early lock times, uh, it's sort of a shifting schedule day by day. We are going to get it out to you several hours ahead, if not the night before or middle of the night. So set the alarm on YouTube so you get the notification and you have plenty of time to build your lineups before lock.
0: Absolutely. And and again, some of these shows are going to be a little tighter. We're generally going to do this show the night before and so it posts early in the morning. But we were all in such a frenzy over the uh, Shane's run in the Millie Maker trying to sweat that that we decided to do it this morning. So I apologize this isn't going to be up as, as early as we had originally stated. But it will be going forward. And you'll still today have at least a good three hours to to listen to this and catch, catch a piece of it. But remember, 2.30 start in the NBA Eastern, 7.05 in baseball, and golf is in uh, the prime of it right now. They started early tea times because bad weather this afternoon. So catch all three of them. We've got live action in all of them, and uh, we'll catch you again. We'll be, uh, again, putting that pot up very, very late tonight for tomorrow's action, and we're going to get into a groove here and just keep it going. So for everybody that tuned in, we appreciate it for our whole team at DFS Coach Talk and for Mr. Millie Maker, Shane Sugar Shane Caldwell. For Andrew Hansen, I am coach. We will look to catch you again tomorrow when we crush it in DFS.